Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar, and uh, I am so excited about this program that we have today for you because I have two wonderful guests that um, have a strong message to to share with you. One, um, by simply the lyrics and the motivation behind her new song, and the other... Um, for the work that she has done um, in the fight against HIV and AIDS. So later in the program, we will be joined by trans recording artist Mila Jam um, with her new uh, single, and uh, we will talk to her about that. And um, But first up, uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world, who I've had the privilege of interviewing on multiple occasions. And this one, this time, however, it's a little different than usual because I'm speaking to her about her work for uh, many years, over 30 years, in the uh, as an advocate in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Um, and um, she's done a lot of work, including recording a very popular song, a Grammy award-winning song, That's What Friends Are For, um, that she recorded with her dear friend Gladys Knight, Elton John, and Stevie Wonder. Um, of course, I'm speaking about uh, the legendary Dionne Warwick. We're speaking with her today about a couple of PSAs that she's done for a group called Acrea, formerly known as the AIDS Community Research Initiative of America. They're out of New York City, based out of New York City, and they're a nonprofit organization whose mission statement is envisions a world where all people with HIV receive the treatment, care, and support they need to lead healthy, productive lives, and where new transmissions of the virus have been eliminated. Uh, Ms. Warwick's two PSAs are directed toward the mature group of our population and the uh, women of color who have staggering statistics as it relates to news transmissions in the United States. So it gives me great privilege to introduce and to welcome Dionne Warwick. Hi, it's Dionne Warwick. Hi, how are you, Ms. Warwick? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's been a while since we've spoken. Uh-huh. How's it been? I've been great, and I see that you've just been doing your thing on the stage with your little touring going on. <laughs> yes, I have. I, I um, saw, happened to catch a video of you performing at the Bergen Pack earlier in, in, in March, and mm-hmm. you sounded you sound amazing. It still amazes me after what what six years of you know performing regularly as much as you do that you still sound so wonderful. Well, I take care of myself. I have no choice. Yeah, that, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people don't realize is that you got to take care of that gift. You know. Uh, absolutely. You know. Well, I I wanted to get an opportunity to talk to you in particular uh, about the recent PSAs that you have done for ACREA um, about, um, you know, HIV and AIDS protection, um, uh, and particularly with, I think, a, a couple of groups that um, many people just forget or don't want to know are highly affected um, uh, by the transmission of HIV, and, and that is our older adults and our women of color who, you know, have some staggering numbers, um, even at this day and age of um, the progress we've made in uh, HIV prevention, some staggering numbers of how many people in those two groups are affected and, and are part of, a large part of the new transmissions that we're receiving annually. Um, exactly. Did you know that over 80% of older adult HIV infections result from sexual transmission? Growing old does not protect you from HIV. As long as you are sexually active, no matter what your age, practicing safer sex, including using a condom and taking pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP, if necessary, are the keys to halting the transmission of HIV. 
Enjoying your golden years does not include an HIV or AIDS diagnosis. Protect yourself and your loved ones. To find out how, please visit ageisnotacondom.org. Now, was your involvement with the PSA something that you directly sought, or did they approach you to do these? How did your involvement with these yeah. particular ones so happen? They, 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 they approached me, uh, knowing my my work mm-hmm. in the past, as well as the ongoing. It's never stopped, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the AIDS situation, and uh, that more attention now had to be brought to the over 40 group mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people who feel that well it's not, not happening to me I'm too old for that you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which is so completely insane um, without really realizing you know it doesn't care what age you are mm-hmm. you know it can affect a baby why can't it affect you correct correct you know so yeah. you know I, I'm hoping and it seems to be um, gathering steam within that particular age group that we're targeting, mm-hmm. uh, that it is absolutely necessary to question your doctor. Ask them, okay, give me give me a test. Find out what's going on with me because mm-hmm. I am still sexually active and I want to make sure that I'm not coming down with something I should not come down with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that you mentioned in, particularly in the, um, the uh, PSA for our older adults, that you, you mentioned PrEP which is something that, you know, in the past, as you've, you know, been an advocate for uh, the fight against AIDS and HIV, HIV and AIDS that, you know, was not in the conversation whatsoever. And now that we have this uh, pre-exposure prophylactic that people can, you know, utilize, you you know, you you actually address that. And I I thought that was, you know, something really interesting to see that, um, you know, I don't even know if older adults even are aware that those that's available um, that's to them. What, that's why, you know, the PSA is so necessary to give them, first of all, the information, but also help them realize that this, these are the questions you can ask mm-hmm. when you're going in for your annual examination with your doctor, as you have to do anyway, or if you, if you just feel curious, mm-hmm. which you should, mm-hmm. uh, these these kinds of, of uh, medications and, and preventative measures should be asked about. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, your doctor should know. But how, how, how do you think that, because I think one of the things, particularly with PrEP, you know, and I live in San Francisco, and we here in this city, you know, have legislation that uh, uh, has, makes access to PrEP and other types of preventative uh, measures uh, a, a little bit easier for some of your higher risk groups, such as, you know, my African-American brothers and sisters and things of that uh-huh. nature. And, and I think even the older adults now, particularly if you're getting the people who are, you know, of, of um, Social Security age on Medicare and those types of things, which may not have the same access, uh, you know, those groups may not have the same access as some of our uh, other groups out there. Um, what 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 can what can they do, particularly our our women of color and our older adults, do to ensure that they can get access to the things that they need for prevention? The only route that I can think of is, uh, I think everybody, even our older folks today, have access to the computer. Mm-hmm. And they can Google it and and look up everything that uh, we're talking about at this point in time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, you know, and the most important thing is to make sure that they request this information from their doctors. Yeah. They, yeah. they should know and should be passing this information on, regardless of age. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, um, it doesn't make sense that if I have a cold and you have a, an aspirin that's a little stronger than the one I'm taking that will take this cold away, why won't you tell me about it? Why won't you tell me about it, right. And, and, exactly. And, and, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's the only way that I can think of that word of mouth, of course, 
uh, and hopefully being able to see the TSA and get the information from that. But, you know, just just having conversations. And, and, do, you, and do you think also that, um, you know, there's still the stigma that that is out there with not even just I, you know, I have I have um, acquired the HIV virus, but I, I shouldn't even ask about it because then that puts some stigma on me for even wanting to know. You know what I mean? And we've got to get well, past let, that. Let me, let me ask you this. What's more important? Right. Stigma or your, your life? Right. That's what's more important. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's basically the attitude that has to be taken. Well, and I think you someone know. like you who you know, a well-respected, legendary activist and performer coming to do these PSAs even adds a little bit more credence to, you know, what is being said because, you know, you're talking to your peers in in in, in this. And um, I think that was really powerful for me to even see it, to see what you were saying and the staggering statistics that you were putting out there was just blowing my mind. I can imagine so. <laughs> yeah, it, and those are true stats. You know, you know and, and it's it's uh, it's really appalling. Yeah, based on the fact that our uh, our government uh, agencies who have access to all of this information has not taken the time. I guess I'm going to have to go back down to Washington and be crazy. <laughs> 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 to get them to move in the direction that they should be moving in, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, this this thing has not gone away, and it's not going to go away until everybody is cognizant of it existing still. Right. How how it's contracted, where to go if if such things should happen, what can be done to help you get over the hurdle. All that information has got to be given to the general public. Right. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. No, it isn't. You, you know, that's no longer excuse because we have too much information that should be readily available. People with AIDS are people. They are families. They are mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors. Just people. But if through my work I am able to save one life, to bring one family closer together in their time of need, then I will consider my work well done. You know, despite remarkable progress in the fight against HIV, women account for almost 20% of the estimated 45,000 new HIV infections in the United States each year. African-American women account for an alarming 62% of new HIV infections. We must continue to protect ourselves. If you are sexually active, no matter what your age, Please, practice safer sex and get tested for HIV. To get the facts about HIV, visit ageisnotacondom.org. When you talk about women accounting for 20% of all new HIV infections in the U.S. each year, and of that 20%, 62% of those women are African American. African American, exactly. Uh, that... Staggering! It's staggering. It's it's completely insane. You know, you know that, that nobody has paid that kind of attention to this, uh, to alleviate it by simply putting something on TV. I mean, everybody watches television. Right, right. You're, or, you know? or, or, or I even like say, like you know, when we go to the movies these days, there's always you know 20 minutes of trailer information we have to sit through. That would be a prime time. When you've Absolutely. got all those people just looking at a screen That's to right. put in these types of PSAs or other types of things so that we have it, you know, that that easily, um, exactly. you know, to do. And, you know, our, our women in the, in the black communities need to stop being, um, they need to not ignore the fact that we do have things that go on in our, in, in our, in our families and in our direct communities that could affect them in that way. And, uh, you know, they, they, they you can't be blinded. They need, they need to be proactive, not reactive. Oh, there That's you go. That's what it boils down to. Uh-huh. You, you know, know what? And, uh, until you can get them to understand that is the only way you're going to find out 
information that you need to mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're not affected, you know, or infected, you know someone who is. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Somebody that you know or somebody that knows you knows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it it doesn't prevent you from speaking to the issue at, with, with good information mm-hmm. on, on what to do. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand. I mm. just don't. I, it just befuddles me. It really does. Yeah, it is a little bit difficult to uh, grasp on that and understand that. But, um, Dion, we're going to take a brief uh, break, and uh, when we come back, we'll definitely go into more about um, your work on the PSAs as well as your work in general in the fight against HIV and AIDS. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back Listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at progressivevoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I am ready for our family. So, where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say, I do. Especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Sines, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. People with AIDS are people. They are families. They are mothers, fathers. Sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors, just people. But if through my work I am able to save one life, to bring one family closer together in their time of need, then I will consider my work well done. Well, you've been at this fight for so long, you know, and uh, even before even before you uh, recorded and put out That's What Friends Are For, which has raised millions of dollars. Before AIDS had a a name. They had a name. You know, you were one of the first. One of the first celebrities to step up and publicly announce because it affected you in in a way where you were seeing a lot of your loved ones, I understand, you know, become infected and eventually may have lost their lives. Lost their lives, exactly. And did, did you... I know you know that this fight was going to be hard and go on and on, but did oh, yeah. you really imagine that 30-some-odd years later you'd be really never. doing the same thing? No, never. Mm-hmm. Never, ever would I dreamed that with all the medicines that have been produced for other entities, mm-hmm. um, you know, and well-deserved, I must say that, you know, any any catastrophic disease deserves to be looked at and, and, and try to do something to stem it. But, you know, you just can't drop one to get to another. Mm-hmm. You have to stay on what you're on. So, like I said, I'm, I'm going to just have to run back down to Washington. <laughs> and, and, 
to get with the CDC and NHS. And well, in particular, <laughs> well, in particular with our current administration, you know, there's so many, so many things that could be, you know, taken away, and a lot of the progress that we have made can go backwards. You know. No, well, that seems to be what he's doing anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what he's actually doing. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't think he knows. Like, well, we we know that that is the case right there. Um, um, I, I know that you guys performed. You guys, meaning uh, Gladys Knight and Elton John and Stevie Stevie Wonder, got back together and uh, I think it was six or seven years ago performed at the uh, Amphar Gala anniversary. And, um, and, you know, recreated that mag- magic. And uh, you sound so wonderful and such a great voice right now. I could just see you putting something else out there again that could have the same positive results that that's what friends are for. Have you thought about something, looking at what we're going through right now and what you can um, contribute again? Um, that has crossed my mind, but it's, it's a matter of, Finding the right song, mm-hmm. finding the right writer, finding the right people, you know, and, and uh, if, 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 if it's the same four of us, mm-hmm. which makes all the sense in the world, um, then, you know, then that's, that can be done. It can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a very easy thing to do in the beginning. It's because we all aware of the fact that it's still something that needs attending to. And if, if our challenge was... Um, instrumental and in, in making people understand, you know, we got to look at what we, what's going on, kids, here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Hey. And we, we meaning Stevie Elton and Gladys and myself, realize we got to have healthy folks sitting in our audience. Mm-hmm. You know, and people who are absolutely aware of the work that we're doing, we're continuing to do. Right. That, you know, you know pay, pay attention to us. Hey. Right. We're, we're just not wasting breath on you. Right, right. We're, we're trying to give you information that will sustain you and keep you healthy and keep you going right. until big guy in the sky calls you home. You right, know? right. So you know, I, I I don't I don't know what else to do. I really don't. Well, just keep doing what, what you're what doing. Do. Keep doing, and yeah. the, and the fact that you have that tenacity is a benefit to not just the community. Um, that is affected and infected, but the community at large, um, mm-hmm. uh, worldwide. That's and I think that's where you know you're an ambassador for the world in this issue, not just the United States. And right. you know people have heard your message over and over again throughout the world. And um, you know I applaud you on that. And um, you definitely have not put you have not put this to rest, and that and that is what is needed by so from yeah. so many people. You know, it's like like I said from the very outset of my involvement, I likened it to a, a train ride. Mm-hmm. I said I'm getting on at the very first stop, and I'm not getting off until we find either a cure or something that will stem it to the point where it's almost a cure. Mm-hmm. A vaccination yeah, or something. I'm still, I'm still on this. I'm still on that train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope I hope one day we can get on the phone again and we can talk about you getting off. I <laughs> you have no idea how much that would please me. <laughs> Well, Ms. Warwick, as always, it is a sure pleasure to speak with you. And, Thank you know, you. I, I uh, you know, wish you continued uh, success with the things that you do, your clothing line, you know, all the stuff that you got your hands in. And I hope that you get an opportunity to come back to San Francisco and perform for us again. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. Uh, a long while. I was, I, I was there, of course, and I, and I got a chance to talk to you way back then, but I definitely want to see you again. And all the best to your granddaughter, too, and, oh, and, her, and her endeavors and, and her music career. Um, you're definitely a, a great voice. It was a joy speaking with her when she released her first single. And, and um, you know, I, I hope to hear more and more from her. Okay, I want to know that too. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. You too. Okay, bye bye. Okay, bye bye. I want to thank Miss Warwick, and that's Dion Warwick, for joining us today on It's Everything to uh, speak 
about a couple of PSAs that she recently did for an organization called ACRIA, and that's formerly the AIDS Community Research Initiative of America, based out of New York. And these PSAs directed toward uh, primarily the mature age group and also uh, women of color about some staggering statistics on uh, how HIV has affected these two groups uh, in new transmissions here in the United States. So I want to thank Dion for uh, joining us today. To get more information on exactly what Ms. Warwick was speaking about, um, you can go to ACRIA, A-C-R-I-A.org, and ageisnotacondom.org uh, for more information and follow-up information on HIV age um, as it affects the older, more mature age groups and women of color. And what I'd like to do is end uh, this interview segment with um, uh, playing a song that has raised millions of dollars in the fight against HIV AIDS. Um, That's What Friends Are For, performed by Dionne Warwick, Gladys Knight, Elton John, and Stevie Wonder. And when we return after commercial break, we will be joined by trans recording artist Mila Jan. We'll be right back.
about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for staying uh, with us after the commercial break. And if you just joined us, uh, you missed a very good first part of our show because we had legendary, uh, the legendary singer and the activist Dionne Warwick as she brought to our attention so many, um, you know, startling statistics about HIV and AIDS in our African American female population as well as the concern that we have about our older adults um, and their uh, contraction of HIV and AIDS. And um, so I want to thank her on the show and giving us some information and where you can find it um, yourself. So thank you very much. But now we're going to move on into a little bit of a different area, still talking about some messages and things we need to be concerned about, but just a little bit different in that I have, my next guest has a brand new song out called Faces, which sends a very good message out to everyone out there. The song is for everyone, even though Mila Jam, who is uh, my guest, is a very uh, popular singer out there uh, who happens to be a member of the trans community. Um, but this song, she's been singing for a very long time and has a lot of things that you can find on YouTube with some, uh, some great videos. Uh, but today we're going to talk to her about this new song, Faces. And I do believe that we have Mila on the phone. How are you doing, Mila? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. Well, I'm definitely excited about speaking with you um, regarding your, your new release, Faces. Yeah. I belong. I belong. Smiles on their faces as they walk on.
song. Yes, thank you. Um, I, it's been getting a lot of great feedback and a lot of people are really, um, you know, feeling the love. So I'm, I'm very happy. Now, now, this song is a little bit different in um, some of the, the, the past songs that you've done, not in that they're the message, because you always seem to have um, you know, whether it be about empowering oneself and being the master of one's universe or um, just learning about life and love and all of that. Those things, messages are always in your songs, but they're mm-hmm. usually upbeat and fast and something that we can groove to and tap a foot to. This is a, you know, a straight out ballad that definitely, uh, you know, depends a lot on the emotion that you put in the song by the way you sing it, as well as, you know, just listening to the words itself. Um, what was, what were you going through when you decided to write this song and, and to actually make this a ballad as opposed to kind of like some of the traditional or some of the stuff that we've become um, more accustomed to with you with, you know, dance music? Yeah, well, um, part of it was, you know, I've been working a lot on some new music and I've been working with some new people and mm-hmm. I've kind of wanted to elevate uh, the direction of where I was going musically and uh, I wanted to change it up, you know, with a little bit more vers- versatility because, you know, a lot of people kind of think uh, I'm just doing dance music um, and I consider myself more of a pop artist, Mm -hmm. so the genre can span a little bit, you know, more than just dance music, so some of it's going to be like a ballad or or like under-tempo or up-tempo, and I wanted to write a song about what I experience, you know, every day, like living in New York, I see a lot of different people and a lot of different faces, and I always wonder what they're going through, what they're thinking, um, what their lives mean, and uh, how we were often faced with that, you know, we're faced with the same question no matter where you come from or who you are, it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. will somebody love you or support you for who you really are, for, you know, all that you are. And uh, that's why I think the song is very universal. It's not only for the community, for the queer LGBTQIA community, but also for humanity. Yeah. Well, and and that's one thing that I do see in in your songs that they are all about basic, basic humanity, really. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, you don't have to there's really... There's always a message. Yeah. Really, I believe, you know, I, I think of... I make music, popular style music with message. That's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. Yeah, and then this one definitely is, like you said, it's kind of like that... I know it starts off in the music video, you know, with several wonderful... Um, a community celebs that we have out there um, with saying, you know, I belong. Um, mm-hmm. and, but with that message, I, and I, I think a lot of times people forget because we are looking for that acceptance out there. You know, we all like somebody to say we good and we, and, and you're wonderful and we love you, but it all really starts with ourselves that we got to believe those things for ourselves within ourselves. And you kind of carry that out in the message. And that takes work. 
mm-hmm. not easy mm-hmm. to do. It's something that you have to really work towards. Um, learning to like claim for yourself, and I think that when you can claim that for yourself, other people around you kind of follow your lead and kind of they, they roll with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think leading is is more than just getting people to follow you. Leading is also about learning to like step with yourself and lead yourself into a direction that you want to go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good message there. You you said that writing the song Faces was intuitive. Um, how so? Um, I, the, the funny thing is that the very first line of the song is like the first thing I, I mentioned right as I started to, to write about it, which was um, just speaking from visual experience, uh, smiles on their faces as they walk on. Uh, it just kind of came pouring out of me because I observe a lot. I'm an observer. I feel like I'm a spectator. Uh, you know, we live in a world where everything is about watching people and what they're doing and social media. And um, I always observe what other people are expressing or doing. And we have all these multiple faces online and around us that you are know, representing who we are. But we still sometimes miss, you know, having that true connection or be feeling really authentic, you know, mm-hmm. we have to be, be one thing or another to get people to pay attention to us as opposed to just being who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I even find that more now being who you are has become so marketable in the in media and in the world that people are, I don't know, they're, they're going outside of their own, you know, boundaries to try to like impose this this other side of them that like may not even be real right seem more realistic you know yeah yeah no i totally i and i agree with you 100 percent um on that um as well mila i think this is a good time for us to take a quick little break for a pause for the cause and when we come back i want to speak to you more about your brand new song faces we'll be right back with mila jam after this here in San Francisco for almost 20 years and uh, over the past couple of months I just opened up my club Oasis. It's been going really well. People really seem to appreciate the space. It's something people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis. This is kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I still need, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true. You know what I mean? Like I walk in there and, and I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please have a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time, so you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it, I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So, yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it, you know what I mean? This has always been my attitude. Um, just to entertain people, and so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think. Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis. If you want to see drag, we've got that for you. If you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties, we have that for Spotlight you. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together, we'll go far. Hello, and thank you guys for staying with us as we enter into our our last portion of today's program. Uh, We've been speaking with trans superstar... 
Mila Jam as she just released a new single called Faces, which celebrates individual beauty, self-acceptance, and everyone's right to uh, belong. Mila says that uh, the journey to self-acceptance is universal no matter who you are or what may be looking back at you in the mirror. She believes that working through life's dark uncertainties is about learning to radiate one's own light. Now this song has a very powerful music video and um and speaking of the video, Mila, you've enlisted like a who's who's list of LGBTQI people out there. I mean, many of them who I've, I've actually spoken to on the show with, uh, you know, Jay Rodriguez, Lena Bradford, my oh, girl, okay. Ari, yeah. Dave Mallory. Uh, you got my girl Peppermint there, Gina Rossero, Ken, I mean, I, Laverne Cox. Uh, can't I? I mean, we could go on and on. Like I said, watching this, watching the video, I was like, "Oh, girl." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who who exactly. did you? You didn't ask me. I mean, who did you? <laughs> like, who didn't you ask? But it was like it. It it was kind of great to see them lip syncing to, you know, your your words of uh, of empowerment and encouragement. Um, along yeah. with this, and and that was another thing that was so unusual with your videos, because you know you've recently been doing these these gr- your videos are always great, you know. But you know, as I looked at, you know, Mass of the Universe is one of my favorite, um, but Thrive and and even This Is Love, you know, they're kind of a little focused more on you as a performer and you, you know, uh, us watching you perform the song. But this definitely is a, is a, a step away from that. Yeah, I just wanted to. Um reflect what the song was really about, uh, about, you know, more than just my own journey. Uh, and I we all, yeah. Do that with, I thought the best way to reflect that, what we, we all share, is to incorporate uh, my friends who happen to be pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I reached out to all of them and, you know, they, uh, I love when, uh, I love my community because we all kind of help each other where we can and when we can. And it was would have been harder to get everyone in the same room. And so I said, you know, I'm doing this project about self-love, and I specifically chose my trans girlfriends to be at the beginning because we were kind of having a moment in the spotlight, and I really wanted, you know, people to hear from us that, like, we're proud, we're beautiful, we're, we're amazing, talented women, we belong. We wanted to encourage people out there to feel like, you know, especially trans kids, that they belong. Um, you know, and I, 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 I also sprinkled in a different array of people who are not even uh, LGBT that are allies. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is actually in the video. Uh, my cousin, uh, some other friends who just are supportive, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And well, they definitely bring the message across clearly i mean some of them i i I just remember a few of them where i really got lost in their interpretive (laughs) expressions you know what i mean i really got lost in it because they were so into it you know um but i thought was a real good i i agree with there's a real good way to present the song and and to show everyone that this is about everyone because even even those who may be self-assured and self-confident, um, we all have um, areas to grow when it comes to embracing ourselves. Because even though, 80, you know, even 80% we may have under control, there's 20% out there that we still need to get a handle on, but yet we're looking up for others to fulfill that 20% in some kind of way when we really oh, need definitely. to be, you know, looking at um, ourselves on that. Well, what's up next for you? Um, because I've been noticing that you've been like almost every six months or so lately over the last few couple of two or two and a half years putting out something. So um, uh, is, is that kind of, do you just kind of do music as it hits you or are you on something where you like to put two or well, three I, songs I'd out like here? To definitely, I definitely like to take my time and, and, and really work. Um, I let it move through me the way I think it should. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to just do things, you know, on a schedule. All the, all, yeah. I try to do everything like, you know, like a song a week or, you know, I don't really work like that. We're just churning out all this stuff because I believe in growing artistically and working on my, my skills, but I am, have, I am working on a project. Um, it will 
I'm working on a fuller body of work, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that should come at some point before the year is over. And I don't want to jinx it yet, but okay. as soon as I have more clarity, I will definitely get you that information. Okay. And that- while I, but I do have more music that will not that will be coming before six months is over. Uh, so <laughs> I do have some more stuff. And um, I really just like to, you know, shout out to the tribe, uh, my team. Of Your jam fam. Uh, and my jam fam. <laughs> you know, I, I have a great group of people who really believe in what I'm doing. And I know, you know, it takes you, it takes one person to believe in themselves to kind of get where they want to go, but it also takes other people to believe in you, and you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So I really, I'm really uh, fortunate and happy to have the people behind, you know, working with me uh, and helping me produce some good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, good music for the community and good music that has, you know, purpose and, and um, that I think can affect a lot of people. Well, and I think way. now, I mean, and you probably would, uh, you know, hopefully agree that, you know, now of all times, you know, when there is so much uncertainty and, and blatant uncertainty, not like, you know, sometimes when the, we talk about uncertainty, it, it's almost um, kind of almost a secret. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but this is blatant uncertainty. It's so out there where every, the fear is so real that um, we need to have songs like this and we need to have people uh, realize more so than ever that we need to stand out to be who we are with no apologies. I really do. I do think that in times of darkness or times of uncertainty and, and, you know, uh, uh, fogginess that you have to, uh, you have to have things that can, can kind of show you the like silver lining uh, or get, that encourage you to kind of keep moving forward because, you know, we, no matter where, what time, um, what time period we live in, you know, there's always been some great traumatic situation going on, you know, mm-hmm. with humanity, like something, you know, people disagreeing and not connecting and not being on the same wavelength. And so that's kind of, in a, in a sense, I think in my mind, inevitable. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what the future of utopia looks like where we all have, you know, hold hands and sing kumbaya. But, you know, even when there's that disdain going on and all that, you know, that clamor, you have to sort of find a safe space. You have Mm -hmm. to find your own safe space where it is. And I was saying in another interview about, like, learning how to be gentle with yourself um, and give yourself, allow yourself space to, to feel what you're feeling, but also feel the possibility of, of uh, acceptance, of uh, hope and joy, and that things are going to be okay, and that it's not that, it's not, you know, I don't want to say you have to trick yourself thinking that it's not as bad as it seems, but you kind of have to, like, call yourself a little bit, because you, you just go crazy. Right. You just drive yourself well, you crazy. Have have, and you, yeah, you have hope. <laughs> you're, you're talking about hope. You have yeah. to. You have to have hope. Without hope, there... I mean, yeah. I can't tell you, like, being a black trans woman in America on paper and in real life is not easy mm-hmm. by any means. But, <laughs> okay. but, but I have an amazing life. I am, I am like fully blessed. I am like, I, I, I love who I am. Um, I'm not ashamed of that. And I'm very proud of the journey that I've lived. And I think that, you know, a lot of people can learn from that. Um, and even, you know, when you come from nothing or have nothing, you know, you can still find purpose. Yes. And a, re- and a reason to belong. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Well, you keep doing what you're doing and keep spreading the love. And um, as you said, this is love. I like, <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I love anything that said, you know, keep, keep doing that because, you know, the message never grows old. And um, we, we always need to hear it, you know, and to put it in the many forms that you do to make it easier for us to receive the message is definitely, um, you know, is nice to, um, to hear because, you know, sometimes we got to, we got to walk the walk and talk the talk of those we're, we're trying to reach. Um, yeah. and many times we, we forget, many times people forget that and they're, you know, they're preaching at instead of speaking with people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very true, very so, true. So so thank you, my sister, for doing this. And um, I wish you all the success, not only with this, with Faces, as it seems to be doing um, well so far, but with everything else that you do in the future. Thank you so much, love. Yeah, but keep your eyes open on Faces for sure. We have some more surprises and some more things. I bet you do. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. And, and, and people can download this on SoundCloud.com. Your SoundCloud SoundCloud page is that correct? Actually, the song is on iTunes. Oh, okay, great on iTunes. It is out. Yeah, Mila Jam Faces okay. it's on iTunes, and um, I've been talking about it on all of my social media. Uh, everything, be Mila Jam. Yeah. Uh, and and I have a actual single release party that we're going to celebrate the song with. Uh, that's coming up on April twenty first. Uh, that's a Friday night here in New York City. It's going to be a Rise Bar. It's um it's on Ninth Avenue. I think the address is eight fifty nine Ninth Avenue, uh right like in the fifties. All right. Uh, and yeah, everyone is invited. Anyone that hears this and is in the city and wants to come by and celebrate uh, their face. Come and see me in the jam. Yes, yes. Come, because you belong. Because they belong, honey. They belong. We belong. Thank you, Mila, so much. You're very welcome. Okay, take care, dear. Okay, bye bye. Boy, wasn't that fun speaking with Mila Jam about her new song, Faces, which is now on iTunes. And I encourage all of you to uh, also take a look at the music video that we've been speaking about that is on YouTube. So definitely check out Mila Jam and her faces and look for so much more from this talented young lady. Um, Well, we're at the end. It's time to go, but I think it's a wonderful time for us to also end this program with one of Mila Jam's uh, other hits that came out, I think, in 2013, but it's Masters of the Universe. So enjoy that as we end the show. Thank you, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. I have the power. Don't accept my offer I'm gonna look away and walk through Don't need to wait around to get you To give me the world Every girl's gonna need in this world Gonna need in this world To be far around her Every other girl feels like her Every other girl feels like her Not one, not one, but two, but two Like me and you, and you survive Your crew, cause you gotta do What you gotta do, sing Everyone in your own power When love comes around, no, it's only for ya Let the music give you power Fight for the rhythm of a system solar Chosen ones, masters of the universe. Around to get you to give me the way.